Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. John Morant was the star amongst the stars at Staples last night. We'll take you inside every angle of the Grizzlies-Lakers showdown. Plus, what do Embiid, Jokic, Lonzo Ball, and D'Angelo Russell all have in common? They are a part of our top of the top, the best of everything from this weekend. And Kevin Durant says the Nets just need to play. So our panel breaks down what the Nets need to do to succeed without Kyrie Irving. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NBA Today, your new home for the NBA on ESPN. I'm Malika Andrews, joined by Richard Jefferson, Janae Gumake, and Ramona Shelburne. And what a weekend it was across the league. It was exciting. So let's go coast to coast on some major accomplishments, starting with Chris Paul becoming the first player in NBA history to reach 20,000 points and 10,000 assists in his career. It was an exciting night to be in the building. I mean, what an accomplishment. Oh, well, Chris Paul's got all of it. Chris, Chris Paul's going to have every award possible by the time it's Absolutely. Over. And then we have Carmelo Anthony, who passed Moses Malone yeah. last night for ninth all-time on the scoring list. Next up for him is Shaquille O'Neal. And then we have Steph Curry with Steph the Curry. shot. He recorded his 5,000th assist last night against the Kings. First Warrior player to do so. I feel like I had to play with more energy, I think, when I got that block. Harris, oh, and a block from Durant, coming from the weak side. Um, I think that ignited our team a bit, gave us some energy. Oh, Steph, is he mad at somebody? Wow. There's still a lot of room for improvement. You know, we won three different games, three different ways. Carmelo looking to become number nine all what does it mean for you to now be ninth on the all-time scoring list? 19 years in, man. Still passionate about the game. I'm still passionate about my craft. Here's Paul. Lobbing in. Oops the alley. Man, we got real pros on our team. One of my favorite locker rooms. I haven't been in in 17 years. I mean, it was the home opener, so I knew, you know, he's going to come out with a lot of energy. What do you got, Miles Bridges? Oh, I'll take it. Oh, man, celebration, celebration. The shots he's done as a player, now as a coach picks up his first win. I love that. So that was the best sound from around the NBA this weekend, and the NBA never disappoints. This weekend was no different from the top milestones to the top plays. We had it all. So, Chanae, I want to start with you. What was your biggest takeaway from this weekend? Flying under the radar, I really love that we have three teams that are 3-0 and that were not in the playoffs last year. We've got the Warriors, we've got the Chicago Bulls, and we've got the Charlotte Hornets. Ooh. It's really cool to see guys go off to good starts. Richard, you have something? I have nothing to say. I was trying to remember what? Like, who That's was shocking. I talking about. I was like, who was I going to talk about? Was I going to talk about the but Bulls, we, the Hornets? We, we should talk about the Bulls, though, because I love how when you have yep. a balanced roster, we know Zach Levine is the explosive scorer and the star. You have Lonzo, a distributor. I love Nikola Vucevic. And then you also have a savvy vet in DeMar DeRozan. And to see these teams that sort of took the offseason very seriously, made big mm-hmm. moves, start off the year strong, I loved it. 
Okay, but if we're going to talk about the Chicago Bulls, can we talk about the three teams that are the, the three games that they played? They didn't play against the best <laughs> Negative competition. Nancy it's over not, okay, I get it's it. not, I'm just setting the table. Like, sure. don't be like, we're going to go undefeated. It's like, guys, you are beating the team that you're supposed to beat, and that's the good <laughs> And their news. defenses look great. And I their think defenses they had 13 look great. Steals. But it gets harder from here. It gets harder from here, but right. you're doing what well, you're we gotta, Can to. we celebrate the we're good doing, before yeah. we... Like, yeah, right? Doing right. Right. We, we got a good pop bad pop over here. I mean, what's wrong? Okay, let me see inside for you. Friday night, I'm watching the game with my friend up in Stanford. We were having my 20th reunion. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want Stanford for you. She got four kids. Everybody's falling asleep on the couch. Steph Curry gets going. Yes. Oh my goodness! Yep. Wake up! Did you see Richard. Steph Curry against the Clippers? This nine and well, nine in like the first the Clippers. Clippers. twenty-five there's, there's points in the quarter. Like this guy, he, it was like right. wake up off the couch. I don't care how old you are. It's like <laughs> it might as well be my fifth reunion the way he had, he was playing. Like Richard. Steph Curry right. is on one to start this season, and it's really where he picked up. Did you wake up off the couch, Richard? No, I, I, you know, I did. I, I'm not going to lie. Some of these games get a little bit tough. <laughs> yeah, when you got two I'm just kids, making but, sure. But, you know, my biggest takeaway is when I look at, you know, the Charlotte Hornets and what yep. Bridges has done. Mm. Brid, All you know, three of my team. Yeah, a lot of people are going to talk about LaMelo and what he's doing, and, and rightfully yep. so. But Bridges has made some very, very big jumps. And now if we want to talk about, you know, we're talking about early first game, like first few games, maybe most improved could be in the cards for him mm. because he has been shooting the three well. You know the athletic athleticism is off the chart and when you have a point guard like LaMelo that only heightens your athleticism because he knows how to get you the ball in the right spot so he was my most important our most impressive player this weekend so he sounds like he would be your MVP for this weekend so Ramona who would your MVP uh, for the weekend that would be LaMelo oh my goodness got 48 points team. 13 assists 12 rebounds 7 yep. steals in those three games like I knew he was good, but I didn't know that he was going to be quadruple double. Well, and level. I <laughs> right. mean, this guy is, he is not just good right now in terms of scoring. He's leading his team to wins. And they beat the Brooklyn Nets yesterday. Right, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting was to hear yep. his teammates talk about him after the game, saying maybe LaMelo last year even, he wouldn't yep. have sat down and let some of his teammates take the lead when they got hot like they did in that game. Yep. That's another development in his game. Uh, who is your MVP? I almost just, I don't know. Like, oh, 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 but it's great because we have been talking about these two based on the growth that they've had. And mine is John Morant. Yep, there Proof you go. all the haters. Richard, I'm all the haters. Bog, you're yeah. always a hater. Uh, yes. he, he made history, the first Grizzlies player with 40 points and 10 assists in yep. a game, which was awesome. Exploded versus the Lakers. Oh, tough to see that missing free throw. I know. But what but... he's been able to do, and I'm sure we're going to dive into that a little bit later, he leads the yep. NBA right now in 35 points per game right yep. there with Paul George. Talk about most improved. They're going to be some real candidates this year. Absolutely. And yeah. you guys, I mean, you mentioned it. Amazing weekend in L.A. for the Grizzlies and for John Morant. Saturday, he dropped 28 points against the Clippers. So let's take a little bit of a deeper look at that game. LeBron and the Lakers, they were looking for their first win of the season, hosting John Morant and the Grizzlies. So let's let's pull up in the third quarter. Memphis is up one. Morant drives through the defenders. Look at this oh. unbelievable oh my God. spin layup. Take a closer look. Man, doing my boy Bays, Bays, man. That's Anthony Davis right there. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's why he went the other direction. He was like, <laughs> yeah, let me go down. the other side. AD have four blocks in this game. I love it, Ramona. That's AD right there. I'm right. <laughs> so later in the third, Morant, look at this. Splits the double team. Oh, I mean, oh two-handed jam. I'm he telling eats you, there. It's Westbrook. You see it, and you <laughs> so see the So the ensuing of Lakers possession. Here we go, Carmelo. Bucket. Drains that three. three With that five. bucket, that's where he passed Moses Malone for ninth all-time on the scoring list. So we're still in the third quarter here. The game is tied at 83. Morant spins, Ooh. 
Ooh. Acrobatic Ooh. makes the scoop layup. Gets by Kent Bazemore again. Ooh. It was a oh, nice night for Bazemore. He had 27 points in three fall. quarters. Memphis <laughs> up by three heading into the fourth. So we have just over a minute left. Lakers are up by one. Westbrook misses here. Clean up on Io Mello. This is why the crowd <laughs> loved Mello last night. So the Lakers are up by three. 5.6 seconds left to play. Oh, there we go. John Morant goes Bays. up to three. Not quite. Kent Bazemore fouled him. I told you about that since you so were a rookie. three free throws. We got one. <laughs> he makes it. Two. Hits again. So that's the 40th point of the night. Oh, here we go. Comes up with a third. Ugh. Oh. Uh. Misses it just off the backboard. It was a tough night. The Lakers win 121 to 118. But it was such a good game. You can see Jaw's disappointed in himself there. But here's what Jaw tweeted just 11 minutes after the final whistle. Failure builds character, followed by, how are you going to respond, 12? I love that. Here was Jaw after the game. I really don't care about, you know, what I've done uh, tonight in this game. Uh, I missed the free throw to, you know, tie it. So it's pretty much the only thing on my mind. But I'm pretty sure those guys know at the end of the day that, you know, I'm going to be front line and ready to go to war with them as well. Obviously, he missed a free throw, um, you know, but I'm I'm so confident when he steps up to the line there at any point in the game, especially late in the game. He's going to knock down a million game winners. He's highly motivated individual from day one. Uh, this is going to continue to push him because uh, it's all about helping his team win. So um, I know he's going to learn from that, get better, and uh, be ready to go out there and, and, and knock those down in the future like he will. So Morant has been on a tear this season. And when I say tear, this is what I mean. Take a look at the numbers. He had 37 points in the season opener, followed by 28 on Saturday against the Clippers, and a 40-point double-double last night. He's averaging 35 points per game. That is tied with Paul George for the most in the NBA. And, I mean, it was an incredible game. So I think we need a breakdown from both teams' perspectives. Do you guys do Let's that? go to the board. Let's get it. Let's go to the board. Oh Let's go God. to the board. Let's talk, about, I Let's talk about a little jaw. Oh, sorry. Let's talk about a little Laker. A little ashy. Look, a little ashy? God, my bad. Listen, it's raining in L.A., so it's my fault. I didn't put on lotion. Too much moisture. But I want to talk to you about Ja. What have you seen from him so far in this early point of the season? Well, we know Ja Morant. He's amazing, you know, with his athleticism and getting to the rim. But how do you get to unlocking that game? You knock down your three-point shot, and I want to give you guys some numbers. Here's some numbers I'm going to hit you with. His first two seasons, producer Greg, you going you gonna to let me live? Oh, there, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, 31% from, his, uh, from three for his first two seasons. This season, he's shooting 44% from three. So knocking down the outside shot, and I love Greg, by the way, y'all, um, has been able to help him unlock his game, and I'm going to show you exactly why. Let's run the tape. When you see, when you see a play like this that's coming up, which is truly impressive, he's dribbling. When you see a guard back up, that means they want to shoot. AD knows that this is the danger zone, the three-point line, and so he pulls up. When a post backs up, they're supposed to make sure that they're supposed to be on the three-point line and defending. But instead, once again, you go under. This is Kent Bazemore. Under uh, a screen. They're giving it to they're, him. They're giving, they're it, giving it, it right to him. to him, and he knocks it down. 44% from three so far this season, which has been truly impressive. And that unlocks his game. Now he's got you on your heels. He's knocked down some shots. You come out there, and then he attacks, and this is where we get the highlights. That's where you. That's when Ja gets to be Ja. Exactly. Ja. And, and this is what has helped him this season so far, his ability to be athletic and aggressive. But he knows in order to unlock his game, he has to knock down the shot. Then he attacks, and then we get the highlights. But they did lose, they, unfortunately. But no, yeah, yes, but it's about growth. Look, that, that was a very good Laker team. And
we're going to switch sides to the other side of the ball. Now look, the Lakers have been tweaking their offense a little bit with Westbrook, and look, they're using him in the pick and roll. Now all these plays don't end great because Anthony Davis bricks this one, but ultimately that's what you're going to get. You're going to get Anthony Davis at the five, and then again, they're using Russ here in the screen roll. Look, these are great opportunities. Again, this is a turnover, but those will be cleaned up. Those things will be cleaned up, but that was the difference. They didn't play They didn't play Rondo last game. That's going to help Westbrook get. Again, here, he's setting screens for AD. This is what I'm trying to show you. Yes, all of these plays didn't play great or didn't end up great, but at the end of the day, you can see the Lakers are starting to figure out how they want to use Russell Westbrook. What's the best way to get him? And then even switching up your lineups. No Rondo for him, no Rondo at all. So basically that means that Russell and Braun are the primary ball handlers, and that's just going to help with their rhythm. He looks way more comfortable, Russell Westbrook. Oh, yeah. a thousand times more comfortable out there. I know he still had a ton of turnovers, mm. but ultimately it's like, oh, they're going to figure this out. They're already tweaking their offense. 13 assists last night. Yes, he did. Yeah, exactly. Getting there, getting that chemistry. You know who else looked real comfortable last night, and we touched on it earlier? That was Carmelo. Pass Moses Ooh. Malone for ninth all-time in scoring, and he finished with 28 points in 28 minutes. So, Ramona, how did we get to the point that Melo is having this kind of an impact on the Lakers? Because you... I mean, you heard those fans. It is Mello, Mello. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's amazing to me having covered him for his entire career in the NBA to see him in this spot now because when he was a free agent, the Lakers really thought that they had a chance at him. New York ended up giving him the no trade clause, the fifth year, everything they could give him to keep him. Um, but I remember talking to Kobe Bryant at the time, and Kobe was the big recruiter then. I mean, mm. And for Kobe to recruit is saying something. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, I was like, Kobe, do you, just, can Mello play the way you need him to play to win a championship? Interesting. And he said... He did it in college. He won in college. You mm. know it's in there. Right. And so now at the end of Melo's career, however many years he has left, it could be this year, next year, another couple years, the way he's going, it looks all right tonight. Yeah, no, he's, got a couple, he's got a couple more years, in, in my opinion, at this high level right. of like a good yep. contributor. That was the biggest transition yeah. for him. Could he transition from being a starter mm. and a superstar in this league? Because he was a buff star. He was a superstar. Could he transition to being a high, high level role player and be comfortable with that? You see how quickly he's getting rid of the ball? Mm. Like, this isn't Melo out there dribbling for 10 seconds and yeah. maybe with a fall away at the end. Like, they find him and he gets rid of it. He gets that shot off. Yeah, and what I really, truly love is that this is going to be the big question for the Lakers. Will all of their veteran players accept the roles that they're in? And I do yep. think that the, you know, the previous stops for Carmelo, the hiatus uh, has really indicated, all right, like I can make the most of the minutes I'm out there. I'm a player that had to deal, you know, post-injuries yep. with, you know, coming off the bench at times, knowing that it was better for my team. Again, I played with NECA and Candace Parker and Chelsea Gray. So I sort of knew, like, okay, if I can provide a boost <laughs> right. playing 22 minutes on a minutes restriction, that's the best thing for the team. Carmelo has understood that. Now it's on the rest of the squad to sort of figure oh. out their spot. And I was talking to one of their coaches, and they said, you know, he really has brought this hunger because he's never won before. Mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of the guys in this team have won before. They try to get back to it, but he's never won before. And that, that presence has really been a good culture fit for them. Yep. Yeah. And, and lastly, the thing I'll say is, like, you look at the vets, Rondo. Rondo was brought in just to be a veteran and mm. a locker room voice. Because mm. of some injuries, he got bumped up. But you don't worry about Rondo not playing. You don't worry about him because he's going to accept his role, and I think that's going to be great for this Laker chemistry in the beginning. Being a star in your role, that's going to be a key. So next up for the Lakers, they have Tuesday night in San Antonio, and the Grizzlies' next game is Wednesday in Portland on ESPN. But before John Morant will be in studio with us tomorrow at 3 oh. Eastern, noon Pacific, hey. he's stopping by. It's going to be fun. come when I leave. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not I, a coincidence. I, I, I it's it. not a coincidence. All right, coming up on NBA Today, <laughs> the Nets are having a hard time getting buckets from James.
how the league's new free throw rules are slowing down the beard. And rookies, they were on full display over the weekend. Who is the best for rookie of the year at this point? Here's a hint. They'll have you see in green. Plus, it's the hey, part of the oh. show, or should I say, it's the top of the top. Oh, the best go. moments from around the NBA. That's Who doesn't be fun. love Let's the top? Let's get it. Who love the top? Jared Allen. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is Yan Satsukumpo. I'm Stephen Curry, and you're watching NBA Today. What is it? It's a new show. Not tomorrow. <laughs> it's NBA Today. Not tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Not tomorrow. It's NBA Today. Are you serious? NBA Today. You're watching NBA Today. <laughs> oh, shoot. What's so funny, Steph? Welcome back to NBA Today. I had to separate these two after the ashy comment. So let's run through some top of the top from this weekend's action. First up, we got top clutch shots. Check out D'Angelo Russell. Look at oh, him. come on. Mr. Tyson's name himself. Oh! oh. And that was okay. a dagger. A capital D. No, he's got the clutch gene. Dagger. I don't know how Ice in my veins. Yeah, yeah he's, got, he's, got the, he's got the clutch gene, so I'll give him. I've seen him do it himself. Well, and then we've also, I mean, look at him. He's look like, he's it. like, I know what I did. You know, you know. I'm a bad man. And then we also have Darren Jackson Jr. Yeah. Hey, Janae, you're all over this. Yeah, dagger. I know Darren Jackson Jr. His mother, fun fact, is our executive director of the WMBPA. Oh, okay. Andy got paid. Andy got paid. Andy got paid. There you go. Well, then we have to take a look at the top block party. So we're going to have to start again. Cheney is just all over this. We're going to start in Chicago, where Lonzo Ball has a huge rejection. Look at this. Yes. Get up. we got to yes. see that again. This play was going viral, and I was like, why is it going viral? It was because of their defense. You got to well, love it. And then we have to stop by in L.A., where okay. Eric Bledsoe just climbs Steven Adams for this block. <laughs> like, look how high up he is. Eric Bledsoe's not that big. No, like, he got all the way up. And then last but not least, we oh, have Joel Embiid. This was the block. This was the block. This is how it's done. What a block That's one of the blocks of the Embiid. year. Joel Embiid's first sport was volleyball. That's why. And you can see it right there. He got bounce. He got all the bounce. Well, we also have some top acrobatics. So John Morant, we already talked about him. We got to take a look oh. on the drive. That was oh. Change gears, baby. That body Wait, control. That's where he lives. Well, that's what people don't understand. He's skinny, but he's strong. You know how strong you have to be to jump on one side. And we're not even talking about the crossover, my guy, babe. But then to bring easy. it down and up in the English. Come on, the English. Oof. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Phantom cam just getting underneath there. I mean, that's in, that's incredible. So we also have top slams. And we got to start oh. with, with my, my favorite hair Little Rich love this the one. Pro. Jared Allen, your boy from Brooklyn. Oh, watch this. Throw it in on him. Oh, like, oh my God! Little Rich was like, Little Rich was like, Daddy, oh. Daddy, is that a dunk? And I'm like, yes. I'm like, yes. I'm like, yes. That is goodness. a dunk. Sometimes He's you get up so on that one. Yeah, you get up so high, you just throw it in. You ain't got to touch the rim. That was incredible. The hair makes it better. And then we are in Chicago. Oh, what we got? We got Demarco Rose. Oh. See, that's what I'm saying. Look, so they beat Detroit. Like they, ah, they destroyed. They destroyed Detroit. Oh my God! Look, he's like, I got up there. I got to sit down Ooh. for a second. That was that was strong. And then 
I mean, we also got top vision. This was this was incredible. Nikola Jokic, I don't oh, even yeah. understand how he gets this done. <laughs> this that ball went like two different directions. Oh, they Wild. were look they, at they were so mad he I mean, didn't make it. Those are the hardest shots okay, I know, because it's such a great pass. Look at this pass. It goes like Josh, this guy's yeah. two different and then he has ways. To get the old board I need a, like a someone with a physics degree no. to tell me exactly. Ooh, these, shot, these shots are hard for for like any shooter because you're surprised the ball because got the pass there. Is so you're good. like, they're like, how did this? So just, good. You're just yeah. like, how did Normally that? Normally those passes make. And then he has to go like, and get the rebound yeah. and put it in. I'll like, do it all, guys. Oh I'll do it gosh. all. I mean, that might have been my favorite play for the entire weekend because I was just sitting there like. What? Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go from the top of the top because that was awesome to kind of the bottom because oh. free throws across the NBA are at an all time low. Why James Harden has become a poster boy for the league's latest rule change? Poor guy. I know. Poor. Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. We are in Los Angeles. I am Malika Andrews, and this was the scene last night in Brooklyn outside of Barclays Center before the Nets home opener versus the Hornets. About 100 people were in attendance to protest New York's vaccine mandate, with some in the crowd chanting, stand with Kyrie in support of Kyrie Irving, who is unvaccinated, which is why he is currently not with the team. So we now welcome in Ohm Young Masuk, who's covering the Nets for us. He was at Sunday's game in Barclays Center. And Ohm, we just saw video footage and you were there. So what was the scene like on Sunday outside of the arena? Malika, I was all up in that protest getting out there shooting video. And it's really kind of surreal, Malika. I think you know, having lived in New York City, this was actually a pretty diverse protest. There were old people, young people. I saw families with kids in their strollers. I saw, you know, black, white. I even saw an old Asian lady. And they were all chanting, stand with Kyrie and no vaccine mandate. It really kind of only got out of hand a little bit once where a handful of protesters mm -hmm. tried to barge their way through the front door and they were stopped by Barclays security. Um, but, you know, we're going to see tonight if those protesters come back. There was actually a protest today that walked across Brooklyn Bridge for municipal workers. Uh, they were protesting the vaccine mandate. Interesting. I checked in with a Nets official Ohm and they said that any charges, any 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 charges would have to be brought by police. The Nets are not going to be looking into that specifically. But I am curious, Ohm, how is Kyrie Irving's absence? How is that affecting Brooklyn? So look, Steve Nash kind of gave us a warning on Friday night after they won in Philadelphia in which they needed a triple-double from Kevin Durant and to score 16 of the final 17 points to win. He said it's not going to be pretty for a while because he is still experimenting with rotations and lineups. And then we didn't think scoring would be an issue for these Nets. Only two Nets scored in double figures on Sunday in their loss to uh, Charlotte. Kevin Durant and James Harden were the only ones to score in double figures. Afterwards, Kevin Durant was asked twice if the Nets have enough to win. We definitely want Kyrie Irving out here on the floor. And he's a huge part of what we do. But it's not happening right now, so we got to figure it out. But nobody's going to lose confidence while we're playing and, and hope Kyrie come and save us during the game. Nah, we got to play. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Malika, the Nets are in the second of a six-game homestand of which we don't think Kyrie Irving is going to be here anytime soon. So the Nets have to figure out how they are going to play without Kyrie Irving. This feels like preseason extended for Steve Nash and his team. Interesting, Omen. You were standing in Barclays Center where the, they have a back-to-back, the second half tonight, where the Nets take on the Wizards. Thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us. We have a lot to unpack here with the Nets. Brooklyn lost that game to Charlotte and is now 1-2 on the season. So I definitely want to break this down a little bit on the court with Chanae Agumake and Richard Jefferson. And Richard, Chanae, you just heard Kevin Durant, and you heard him say that we're just not able to wait for Kyrie Irving. They can't sit around and wonder if and when he's going to come back. They'll just need to play and it's they can't just be saved. So today, what's that going to take? Well, we know that, excuse me, Kevin Durant when he wakes up, he's going to get buckets. Like, that's, that's a fact, period. Eats buckets for breakfast. Thank you. And, you know, their, their previous game, their last game, he was 17 for 24 from the field. You know, a productive, normal night for Kevin Durant. The question is, how is everyone else going to hold it down? And if you look, you, Ohm just mentioned it, like two guys in total and double figures. That does not work in the NBA right now. Mind you, we know that the Nets are experimenting with rotations and their rosters. Sure given that they're trying to find how to emerge out of this, you know, liminal space. But we know KD's going to show up. James Harden probably needs to do a little bit more. He's been great in Brooklyn, leading with assists and trying to get everyone else going. But we kind of need a little bit more of Houston James. Yeah. And then the supporting cast has to find their groove. No, they do. And, and one of the things that you look around the league, the Phoenix Suns, the Denver Nuggets, uh, the Utah Jazz, teams that have had their normal roster, right. they're going to have like a normal kind of trajectory of how they're going to play. Same with the Milwaukee Bucks. Sure. But then when you get to the Phoenix, or when you get to the Brooklyn Nets, you get to the Los Angeles Lakers, there's a lot of turnover. There's a lot of changes. There's been some like drama, especially up there in Brooklyn, they're going to figure it out. If there's anybody that questions Kevin Durant, he was an early MVP candidate. James Harden was one of the MVP favorites in the middle of the season last year. Mm. They're going to figure it out. They got new talent. They got guys back. So it's going to take a little bit of time. And I do like that we saw LaMarcus Aldridge, a good game from him as well. Like, they're going to find it. It just will take some time. And he's not playing tonight. He's resting on the second half of the back-to-back. But Kevin Durant is playing. He's expected to play. Is available to play, at least as of right now, for this second half. So it sounds like what you're saying is, similarly to the Lakers, don't this is this is uh, early days. Time. No, the Lamarcus is like the Carmelo. It's yes. great to see the vets contributing at a Absolutely. high level. You don't need it every night, but when they give it to you, right? Well, and similarly to Carmelo, you mentioned earlier the buy-in, right? Mm-hmm. Carmelo ha- has not won, and that is furthering his want to be there, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at Lamarcus, Same what way. he went through last year, being yep. forced to face retirement before he was ready, you can clearly tell that he wants to be there. This is something that he's going to be playing hard for. So another storyline from this game and the early part of the season is James Harden not getting to the free throw, free throw line as quickly as infrequently as, as he was in previous seasons. So Harden has only attempted nine free throws through three games this season. Wow. So let's, let's put that into comparison. Three seasons prior to this one, that's a big difference. In the same span last season, Harden already had taken 36, so 36 to 3 free throws in 2019. It was 48. So Brooklyn head coach Steve Nash believes this is because of the new rule change on the officiating where they say overt or abrupt or abnormal non-basketball moves that that's not okay. He's unfairly become the poster boy of of not calling these fouls, Um, but some of them are definitely fouls still. No matter how much of a big deal we try to make it, a foul is a foul. Um, 
it's pretty simple. I feel like putting too much emphasis on on rules or not even rules, just certain people um, to where you look at it as clear fouls. And, um, but for me, you just got to keep going. Um, no big deal. I feel like I remember Steve Nash having some complaints about this when it came to Trey Young, but now that we're shifting, so is this is this a valid complaint from Nash? It, it is a valid complaint because basically what happens, it's the stars. It's the stars, and then it trickles down to the rest of the league because you're talking about usage rates. So people were talking about Steph. They were talking about, you know, Trey. They were talking about James Harden be the number one guy. So these are some of the plays that they are no longer calling fouls on for him. But James Harden is a multi-talented individual, and we're just focused on free throws, but some of these are missed. So he is is getting unfairly targeted and he just can't let that affect this game because look he's just having a full-on conversation right now <laughs> it's so easy to say that when this rule comes into effect we're going to look at this man mm -hmm. James Harden based right. on the public pressure that has been exuded through NBA fans saying and I, you guys know I say it all the time free throw you can laugh at that off yeah I just want that free throw and people felt some type of way but it was effective for him in the position he was that was the best option for the Rockets sure and I will say this Richard as a hooper, we know in the locker room, what's the number one sign of a player being aggressive? Uh, free throws. Getting to the free throw line. While James Harden is great at knocking down, you know, threes and floaters, we saw a different kind of aggression when he made, kind of risked it all to come to Brooklyn. And so this year is different. There's a lot that's in the balance. And so I think it's a combination of the new rule and him trying to sort of feel out what this team looks like after having a season where he focused on passing first. But one thing I love about James Harden, that man can turn it on at any time. Yeah, he's going to be fine. But oh, this is, but, but, but to your point that, that you made earlier, this isn't just James Harden. The Absolutely. NBA isn't at an all-time low. So they've cut it all out. And that happens a lot. When there's a big rule change or there's adjustments, you see this big shift, yep. and then it slowly starts, the, the referees start to kind of get their rhythm because this is brand new right. for them also. Well, and it's a pendulum swing, right? These players, they're smart. They learn these rules, and they learn how to use them to their advantage, right? So you have seen players when the rule was a little bit different, when you didn't have this rule, learning how to contort and oh, use their bodies so and much play to that rule. So there's an adjustment period there. Yeah. But players like James Harden, like Trey Young, like Steph Curry, we saw that they're going to figure it out. And whatever you think of the new rules, they're making an impact across the NBA. This season, teams are averaging 19 and a half free throw attempts per game, which would be the lowest in any season in NBA wow. history, as you alluded to, Richard. So let's let's switch gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. The team that beat the Nets. Boom. Oh, the Hornets, let's go. <laughs> Richard, the Hornets are 3-0 and for the first time in the history of the franchise. How are they doing it? They're doing it through a team. First of all, my guy Bridges, I talked about him. He was my most valuable player of this weekend, 30-plus. And look, it's not just dunks. It's not, there's some sexy to it. Oh. If you guys are not watching the Charlotte Hornets, <laughs> they jump on board right now. They got swag. They got the drip. They got the dunks. They shared the ball. They play a great brand of basketball. And Miles Bridges should be the Eastern Conference player of the week because he performed against a high-level opponent in Brooklyn, and that's one thing that I like, and I'm looking forward to watching them all year. And he is the Eastern Conference Player of the Week, Janae. Are you Just saying names. right now Charlotte is way too sexy? They are sexy. They're cool. too sexy. But, like, you know where that's from, though. Oh, Are you a lover boy? No, no, no. Uh, I'm not a lover boy. No, I'm not certified. <laughs> My only point is they have two players that are in the top three, I think, in plus minus, which shows that they're playing a good brand of basketball. But I just like to see. I'm old enough. I like I'm, I'm old enough where it's right said, Fred. But we won't talk you can about just that. Stop. I'm old. Uh, okay, yeah, you I'm just old. stop. At, at full stop. End of the sentence. Okay. Guys, okay. 
we can't talk about the Nets and Kyrie and not talk about the other drama saga. Aww. That's the Sixers and Ben Simmons. Oh, so no. coming up, don't worry, Richard. Ramona Shelburne is back to tell oh, you the I'm latest on the Simmons saga. Say, Goodbye, Richard. Oh. As long as mom is here, This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Jalen Green, the number two pick in the draft, struggled to shoot the ball, but he is exciting to watch. Can it be number eight? Yes, it can! A new Rockets rookie record, eight made threes for Jalen Green. The outlets are green. Look at that! Oh, my God! He kissed the rim! He basically was eye level at the rim. I guess I gotta watch. Yeah. Welcome back to NBA Today. Jalen Green started his rookie season with some streaky shooting numbers, but on Sunday versus the Celtics, Green went off, shooting 61% from the floor, scoring 30 points. Now let's take a look at some of the rookie leaders so far in this season. The Pacers quit Chris Duarte is the only rookie averaging over 20 points per game. He's followed by Scotty Barnes, Jalen Green, and Evan Mobley. So we just saw the list, some surprising names, mm-hmm. some that don't shock us. But, Chanae, I'm going to start with you. Which rookie has impressed you the most thus far? You know, I love the output that we just saw from Jalen Green. And but, his Yeah, and his man. But, I mean, like, give me that conditioning routine. all 100. Yep. Uh, I am 100% right now, and I know it's early, going with the big because I do skew towards bigs as post. Evan Mobley. I really do Ooh, like Evan Mobley. Interesting. He's going to be someone that will be competitive because of how many aspects of the game he touches. He just recorded his first double-double. Uh, he's averaging 16 points, 8 yep. rebounds, 3 assists, 2.3 blocks a game. He's going to fill it up. And I love that Kevin Love said, oh yeah, I said that, uh, he'll be a guy that gets to a double-double every night. He's got a huge future. Yep. He's going to be on a number of all-defensive teams. So while people look at scoring a lot, yeah. I think the multiple categories that Evan Mobley touches will work. And plus he's from the Pac-12, so... Yeah. I mean, there you go. Plus, you know, there were some questions, right? How is he going to fit next? To, is this Jared Allen and him together? How is this going to look? There's 900 power forwards. You got Kevin Love, <laughs> yeah. Mark. You got a ton of guys. You got, a lot, you got a lot of big dudes. But so far, it's it's, it's working. So, so let's look at the updated rookie of the year odds, courtesy of Caesar Sportsbook. Jalen Green is still the favorite. Ooh, not surprised. by number okay. one pick, Cade Cunningham, who's yet to make his NBA debut. He's still working uh, through his ankle injury. He has not, as of this morning, wasn't playing five-on-five five yet, staying back from the road trip, still getting some of some of that treatment going. That's tough. Richard, who do you like here from this list? No one cares. No one cares about my opinion. That is the you first know, That's That is 100%. All day. <laughs> no one cares. So what, what, what I want to do is I want to talk a little bit more about my guy. Hmm... Should we talk about Cade Cunningham? No, he's been injured. Scotty Barnes has been playing outstanding. Yes. But personally, we shouldn't talk to me. We should bring in our guy, Tyler Fulgham. Hey, Tyler, I want to talk to you. Did you know? Yes, yes, yes. They didn't no know one that, wants to hear they, from me. They didn't know that you were here. They didn't know that you were here. So, look, three games in, who is your favorite for Rookie of the Year? 
Well, it's different when you ask who's the favorite versus who is my favorite bet to make. And my favorite bet to make at this point was the guy at the bottom of that list because he's 18 to 1. So a $10 bet on Davion Mitchell of Sacramento will give me $180 in return. If you got RJ money, you can throw down a Benjamin (laughs) and you can win back $1,800 in return. But I think Davion Mitchell, with what he can do defensively, and what he showed last night against the King, against the Warriors, pardon me, offensively going off for 22. In the West, you got to have a dog to guard Steph, to guard Donovan Mitchell, to guard guys like uh, um, C.J. McCollum and uh, Dame Lillard out in Portland. There's so many great guards in the West, and Davion Mitchell has already come in and walked into those assignments like a grown man and played some good ball. Yes, the Kings are only 1-2. and two. We'll need to win more games, but I think if his shots start falling like they did last night, the defense will be hard to ignore night in and night out against some of the best guards on the planet. I like you say, I love that you say that, mainly because of this, right? Davion Mitchell has helped them win the Summer League. So this impact, won a national championship, and then he's come in and had an impact right away. But hey, uh, look, if you look at the 75 greatest that they just announced, Dwight Howard not on it. I hate to bring it up. We don't value defense, so you're going to have to score more points, Davion Mitchell, right? So that's my pick. But do you have anything that you, you know, I love prop bets. Do you have right. any prop bets that you can throw my way? Because, you know, if we're betting games, we're betting it. I want to know just something specifically that I can kind of figure out. Absolutely. I got a couple that I want to discuss for tonight. Oh, RJ, yes. I'm interested to hear how you feel. The Denver Nuggets are playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're massive 10-point favorites. Michael Porter Jr.'s gotten off to a really rough, slow start so far this season. Again, remember, there's no Jamal Murray there, so outside of the MVP, MPJ's got to do a lot of scoring. He's averaging just 11 points per game so far. His point prop is 16.5 for this game. I personally am not scared. I think this is a great buy-low spot on MPJ because there's not great wing defenders in Cleveland, and he should average way above 11 points. So at 16.5, I'm going way over that for this game against Cleveland because I think this is the spot where he finally breaks out three games into the year. Now, I'm not a betting man, but 16 Team points against Cleveland for MPJ. That's like look, that. Those are one of the ones that you would be willing to put a little bit more money on. Give me another one. All right, another one. This is maybe the game of the night. It's the late hammer out west. You got the Portland Trailblazers taking on the LA Clippers, and on the Portland side, I don't know if you've noticed. I know Dame's the star there, but C.J. McCollum's actually been better through the first couple of games this season. C.J.'s point prop is 22.5. He's averaging 31 so far this season. His low point total so far is 28. He's taking 11 threes a game, 22 field goal attempts a game. So again, I'm going over. This game could be a shootout, a back-and-forth game that features 240 points, and C.J. has had massive usage this year. So, R.J., yet again, I'm going over with a point prop here, just like MPJ, over 22.5. So we got C.J. and MPJ on the older. Now, look, we're going to start getting some sort of graphic here to start proving when he hits and when he's wrong. But I'm going to say goodbye. We got one more prop bet. Who is going to be able to make a shot? Is it going to be me or Cheney? Who is going to be able to make it first? Oh! And basically what I we're mean, gonna... money's on Cheney. Yeah, the money's, money's on Cheney. Cheney, you no, got one no, shot. No. You what? got one <laughs> shot, Cheney. I'm not going to shoot. One, one opportunity. Oh, oh, no! Your money's gone. He got that it's one wrong. Time. Oh, you want another shot? You give you one more. Oh, don't break. Come on, Cheney. Get on camera. Bucket, give me this. Oh, oh, yes. It feels so good to be right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, she's doing it in heels. Watch the heels, girl. Watch the heels. Hold up. We'll get this. All right. Oh, give me one. There, there it is. Go. There's buckets. Gosh. Right before the commercial. <laughs> 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. So you guys remember how Clay Thompson didn't quite make oh. the all-time 75 list. There were 76 on it. Well, look at a little present in his locker. He's he's number 77 that in their cute. heart. No, that's not cute. They're what? not. They're, they're trying to be so mean. You wouldn't they're want not being that? mean. Well, no, I'm just joking. I'm saying it's funny. I'm you, saying they're just messing. But with would them. you want the number 77 jersey? Considering Clay Thompson took to he took to Instagram to say that he I 100 percent believe that Clay Thompson should be on that list. Absolutely. But would you want the jersey, the number 77 jersey? If he's going to embrace it, I'll embrace it. All right. If he embraces it, I'll embrace it. Would you want it, Chanae? Absolutely. Clay, can I have that? Clay, can I take that jersey? I'll hold it for you. She's going to take it. She's going to take it off your hands. The Warriors, though, even without Clay Thompson right now, number 77, Clay Thompson, (laughs) they're 3-0. They have cleaned up all over California. They own the Bay. Sacramento's not part of the Bay. I don't care who says what. They owned L.A., right? What what do you think of the Warriors early this season? I I love it because they're playing. They're focusing on Steph. Last year, they were trying to incorporate a bunch of the young guys, but now they're focus on Steph and let's maximize him and they're playing well. Richard, do you know who else owns the Bay? Who? Malika Andrews, baby! Oh, <laughs> Malika Andrews! It's me. I know it is. No, I love what Five the Warriors have represent. done. And you know, they're they're leading off of, you know, Steph Curry's image and example, Draymond Green. It's yep. good to see them with a fresh start. Well, and they have an interesting schedule coming up here, right? They play Oklahoma City tomorrow, so they could be 4-0 potentially okay. after that They'll one. They'll be 4-0. Then they're going to play John Morant and the Grizzlies. That'll be an interesting matchup. And then they're going to see OKC again. And speaking of the Grizzlies, we have John Morant stopping by tomorrow. He's going to be in studio. That's going to be a lot of fun. See, yes. grit and grind yes. in studio. Yes. Stop booking people when Are I you going to shoot next time? Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm never scared. We'll see you guys tomorrow on ESPN at 3 o'clock for NBA Today. Well, maybe.